Good morning. Peace be with you today. May the peace of God uh, be in your heart and may he be upon you each and every day as we walk through these uh, unexpected and trying times. I'm going to take a, mo- a few moments with you today to uh, give you some biblical perspective, I hope, on, uh, on fear and faith. And I, I, again, I want to welcome the Jefferson Street campus that's listening and on all those listening online in these uh, times that we are in today. Let me just take a minute and talk to you about a couple of things uh, as a church as we, uh, as we respond to the times that we are in. First of all, uh, this, we are going to joyfully follow the recommendation of our public health officials. Amen? God gives us leaders in these areas for a reason. The Bible tells us to honor that, to respect that, and I want to encourage you to do that, and we're going to do that as a church because the the word tells us to. We're going, to, we're going to be communicating more frequently with you through our website and emails as we make adjustments and as things adjust, uh, as, as the days go ahead, it seems like this whole thing is moving continually, and so be watching those places, be watching our social media sites uh, as we keep you informed of what is going on. We've already begun to look at our online service offering to see how we can upgrade this to better serve those of you who need to stay at home. We love you. We miss you. Uh, We look forward to the day that will come quickly when we can all be back in the house of God together. But in this time, we want to serve you well. If you have any needs at all that the church body needs to take care of, one, we hope that this, we understand this is a time where we need to organically in our relationships take care of each other. But we also need there's times when the organization needs to come and help take care of needs for people in our fellowship. I, we've listed a phone number uh, that you can, you can call. or uh, Basically, this number is for you to text us and let us know what's going on, or you can send and email uh, to calvarychurch at calvaryspringfield.org or or contact any of uh, the pastors. Right now, there are gathering limits that impact all of our services. They impact the academy auction. Uh, Inside of this window of time is the Good Friday and Easter services. So we are having to make adjustments to all of those things. We postponed the auction to a later time. We will be responding to our service needs as we kind of get a, more and more of a grip of how this is going and, uh, and what, what, what we need to be doing. And so we'll be responding to you about that. Good Friday and Easter services, of course, will be greatly impacted by the limitations that government is putting upon us at this point in time, and we will be looking at that more deeply, be praying with us uh, about that this week. One note of change from our announcements, uh, we are kind of shutting a, a lot of things down this week that uh, after some of the announcements from even last night, uh, 
So all of our youth services for the week are canceled. Uh, any open gyms that are taking place are canceled. And uh, there may be other things that we set aside for the next week or so as well. Uh, but your leaders will be contacting you about those things and, uh, and, and speaking to you. I'm confident that those of you who are mature of faith uh, will continue to give faithfully. We, we, uh, our expenses go forward and needs of ministry to our community go forward and your faithful giving uh, blesses us and blesses our community. Some of you in this time may not be impacted financially at all. Others may be impacted uh, greatly. I just want to encourage you to be faithful as God is supplying and blessing your need. Now, let me speak to this virus issue itself. It, it seems as we watch the news that the biggest concern is how quickly this virus can spread, how easily it can spread, and the potential of our health systems becoming overwhelmed. Uh, my call to you is let's be an example of taking these concerns seriously. Just remember, uh, just because you have faith doesn't mean you are immune. So do what you're asking. Wash your hands a lot. I heard somebody say 24 times a day. I'm like, wow, that's a lot. Practice social distancing. I was walking through the building like this, and Sheila asked me something, or Rick did something wrong with your hands, and I said, yeah, they want to touch everybody. I'm controlling them. I'm keeping from reaching out and hugging people that I want to hug and shaking hands with people I want to shake hands with and touching people on the arm that I want to touch on the arm. I, I'm, 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 I'm controlling myself. Let's, let's learn to do the, the way for a while. The day of hugging will come again. Amen? Let's do the way for a while. Let's make sure we cover up when you cough or, you're snee or, you, or sneeze. And if you're feeling sick, stay at home. The ability, the apparent ability of this virus to overwhelm health care systems is not an overreaction. It's happening in places like Italy right now. So just, let's just be wise. Let's be helpful. Let's be cooperative. Uh, now, if you watch TV preachers, you listen to podcasts, uh, they make some bold, predictive statements, write them down. This is a moment of testing. Write down what they're saying. Remember what they're saying. And uh, if when this is all said and done, they were right, then you know you've got somebody you can trust. If they were wrong, turn them off and don't watch them again. They were a false prophet. I am so, I've been so shocked over the last 20 years to see TV preachers who sold during the Y2K scare sold kits to people of survival kits that you needed to have, books that you needed to read, 
all this stuff that needed to take place that you needed to get from them. They were telling you what was going to happen. And then Y2K came and went and nothing happened and they went on just as if nothing happened. And how many Christians continued to follow people who took advantage of people's fears. So let's be wise. Amen? Let's be wise. So write them down and take note of it. Now, a couple of quick things. This is not a demonic attack. This is just part of the curse of the world. Say, Pastor, how do you know that? Because demons attack all people equally regardless of their age. Christians are free from demonic attack. We can rebuke the enemy and be free. Demon infliction cannot be mediated by man's power. You look in the Bible, read the New Testament. If somebody was a demon-possessed or demon-afflicted person, the power of man could do nothing to stop them. It was only Jesus that could change it. But friends, this is, this, uh, this is just something that happens in the course of the curse of this earth. Some say, some have asked me, is this an end time event? Well, it, it could be. I mean, you know, anything could be part of the end time events when you look at bad things that are happening. These are perilous times. But remember, before you go saying that to a lot of people, remember, the plague happened. The Spanish flu happened. A lot of things have happened in the course of history that have swept across the world and been very troublesome, and they weren't in times. So could it be in times? Friends, if you'd, if I'd be, if you'd have asked me last Sunday, could we be in end times, I'd, say, I'd have said, yeah, we could be. We could be right now. This doesn't necessarily mean we are but it means we need to be wise and need to understand who we are. Now, here's my first appeal today. As Christians, let's be the light of the world. Let's be careful what we say. Let's be careful how we approach this. Let's make sure we're biblical. But also, as the light of the world, think about people. Look around and see look, people who aren't able to be here today or uh, people that you know that are, call somebody this week. Text somebody this week. Encourage them this week. Somebody's fearful or maybe they have a health issue that keeps them from getting out and they need help with something. Minister to somebody this week. Let's be the light of the world this week. Instead of proclaiming all sorts of things, let's do all sorts of things. Amen? So pray about who that would be. Last week we challenged all of you to come up with three names that you wanted to be a witness to for, for Easter. Hey, this is, a, this is a great time to call them. Hey, just thinking about you. How are you doing? Is there anything you need? Can I encourage you in any way? Let me just, wanted to just call and reach out to you. Take advantage of this hour to minister to people. All right, let's stand together and let's open our Bibles to Daniel chapter 3. In Daniel chapter 3, verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, 
We have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to, to deliver us from this burning furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Now listen to verse 18. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Father, we come before you. This is a day that's been declared even by our president as a national day of prayer. We believe prayer is a game changer. We believe you hear us. We pray for our church. We pray for our community. We pray for our nation and our world today. That, Father, peace would replace fear that we would know your peace in our spirit, that we would walk in wisdom in the things that we do, and that your joy would be upon us and we would live as people of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, for those of you who are here in Jefferson Street, turn around and give somebody the holy wave today, amen? Just give them a wave and... Thank you. And, and most of the stories that we read in the Bible, there, there are basically really three parts that we discover. One is kind of the setup of what's going on. And in this case, Israel, uh, it's a time when Israel had sinned. And they had sinned so grossly that God had given them over to an enemy army and they'd been drug away in slavery and the king had taken the best and the brightest of the men of Israel and trained them to serve him and they'd been trained to be servants in his kingdom then the king builds an idol for them to worship he's trying to bring culture together he's trying to tear down barriers of culture and he builds uh, this uh, idol for them to worship. This is a setup to the story of what's going on. There's always some setup in there, a giant that's there, an army that's attacking, a multitude that is hungry. And then there's uh, the response. And many times this response puts people in a place of danger. And the question really comes down to is, who will be faithful and what will happen? Now, listen to these guys that we honor and are honored as great men of faith. Their response was very simple. They, they weren't going to compromise their faith and bow to the idol that the king had set up. Uh, that, was, that was a very simple thing. I mean, who wants to be thrown into a fire, right? Pretty obvious answer. These were fearful circumstances for them. But what about the outcome? That's the third part of the story. How does God move? Uh, this, this is our question, even in a day like today. Just like you see this week, I've heard people, written with people, communicated with people, had read people's writings, some who are filled with fear, and some who, who are boldly proclaiming faith's statements that they are untouchable because of Jesus. Well, this story gives us some insight. 
What is their statement and what is God showing us in their story? They have been threatened to be thrown into the fire and they say, if this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, but if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. What were they saying? They were saying, hey, in this treacherous time for us God's able to keep us he's able to keep us he is going to deliver us God is going to deliver us but if not what are they saying there if not here if he doesn't deliver us here on this earth if we get thrown in that fire and we die he's just delivered us from your hand They didn't go kicking and screaming, filled with fear into the furnace, even though they had no promise of outcome. This is because they saw themselves as servants of God regardless. That is the mindset of the believer. We are servants of God regardless. Whatever takes place in our life. Listen. This thing that we're facing today isn't the only disease that can threaten our bodies. There's many diseases that threaten our bodies. We live with them all the time. But in the middle of whatever we face in life, we can be certain that God is with us. Many times as Christians, we have a a tendency to look at one story that fits our purposes but we have to remember that the whole Bible informs us of how God works so let me ask you was Paul a man of faith think the apostle Paul was a man of faith I think Paul was a man of faith he was a great man of faith yeah and he was guess what he was saved from prison he was saved from shipwreck and even all the people on the boat with him were saved and didn't perish he was stoned to the point that they thought he was dead and saved from being stoned he went one time before Caesar to be tried and was set free and many more things happened to Paul along the road and eventually Paul was martyred Say, Pastor, are you trying to destroy my faith? No, I want to build you into a person of God is what I want you to see. I want you to know, well, how does a person of God see the world, especially in troubling times? See, whatever God asks us to go through, whatever he allows us to go through, here's where I stand as a Christian. Whatever God asks me or allows me to go through, he will give us the strength to go through it. He'll be with us to go through it. In our story today, after they were thrown into that fire, we know the story, how they were delivered from the fire. But remember how when the king looked into the fire, he said, didn't we throw three guys in there? I I see a fourth one walking around. He looks like the son of God. Looks like the son of man. What's God showing us in this story? That whatever we go through, he will be with us. He will keep us. 
and he will touch us. The Bible is filled with people that God delivered them in the moment of attack. And when we're feeling attacked, we definitely want to go look at those stories and read them and let our faith be built. But don't be blind. Don't be discouraged. The Bible's also filled with people of faith that God didn't deliver on this earth. Stephen, the first martyr, James, the brother of John, who was run through with a sword, Peter, Paul, and many, many more. That the course of their journey was different. So, what do we do in that? What do we do? What do we do? Where do we overcome fear? See, here's the real challenge to the American church and the real challenge for you today. Do we love our way of life and our life more than we love the presence of God? We've been talking for months about making an appointment with God, and I hope you have. If you haven't, this is a perfect time to start making an appointment with God. We'll write some stuff this week for you to even help you with that. But listen, listen to your pastor today for a moment. The absence of his presence in your life The absence of his presence in your life leaves you vulnerable to the sweeping tides of uncertainty. See, the the confidence that we have in God is that he can deliver us from all things. He has the ability to deliver us from all things. And probably, if we look at our lives closely, He's delivered most of us many times from very, very threatening things. But regardless where our peace comes from, where our peace is birthed at, it's not that we have God who is going to always do exactly what we want and what we understand, but that we have God who is with us and his strength is upon us in everything we face. In Galatians chapter 5, we read of the fruit of the Spirit. What does that mean? The fruit of the Spirit. The evidence that the Spirit of God is moving in you. The fruit, the, the growth of the presence of God in your life. The fruit, the results of him working in your life. Not that he is distant but that he is close, that he is with you. And he says the fruit of the Spirit is love. You begin to love people more. All people, even people who've hurt you. We begin to have joy more. Not because of the happenings of life. Don't confuse every happening of life as as joy. Because if you do, then you, you also confuse every bad thing as life as some deep sorrow. But the joy of God is the joy that lasts in the deepest, darkest hours of our life because we, are, we know and we are in his presence. And peace. The peace of God that walks with us in uncertain times. And the way that peace is found 
is as we walk in obedience to his word. Peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have what? We've crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. The reality of his presence gives us peace in all circumstances. The reality of his presence. Not the reality of every circumstance, but the reality of his presence. When you begin to walk in the presence of God, his peace will be with you. Again, this is why we encourage you to make this appointment with God, keep it, and spend the first part of it just developing that relationship with God and being able to look at the scripture fully. Say, well, pastor, what are you, what are you saying to us today? Well, I, I'm telling you this. I, I think from looking, I think our government, government's making good decisions to try to slow this virus down. I think they're doing things that are good. On the other side, I also know, I've also read that over 80% of the people that might get it will not even need medical care. They're just going to glide through it pretty quickly and pretty easily. But, as we sit and we look at this issue and other health issues that could fill us with fear, this is time for us to walk in the presence of God. This is time for us, as every time is, this is time for us to cooperate not only with our government, but this is time for us to pull close to the presence of God in, their, in our life. If you are afraid, if you're worried, if you're scared in this time, in any way, you can look and we can say there's things here that, that are concerning to us. But there's an answer to the fear. And the answer to the fear is the presence of God with us. Seek him. Thank him. Walk in relationship with him. Spend time alone saying, God, I need you in my life to be present. Because he promises that if we do, he will be present. If God is present with us, we can walk in peace in all circumstances of life. This is why, friends, uh, many times people will come to church, they've got a trouble, they've got a problem, they've got an issue that they're worried about, they're concerned about, during a worship time, they're encouraged. During the preaching of the word, they get encouraged. They, maybe they come around the altar and somebody prays for them and they get encouraged and they leave the door. <sighs> this was good. This was encouraging. This was helpful today. And by Monday morning, they're right back in their fear. Why? Because they haven't learned to walk in the presence that they experience in the moment. They haven't learned to walk in it daily. I want to encourage you in this time. As we're uh, staying home a little bit more, as uh, we're being careful where we go and what all we get involved in, as we're doing natural things, do some spiritual things and set some time aside and seek the presence of God in your life. When you have the presence of God in your life, that's when you can walk with the peace of God in your life. Amen? Amen. Let's stand together today.
Father, in these moments, I just pray for all of us here that we would look at your word deeply. Father, we know uh, there's a lot of teaching that goes around that, uh, about different things. But Lord, we want to look at the full picture of your word, what your word says to us. Lord, there are those in this room today who, and Father, those watching who have health issues. Father, outside of this situation, there are those, Father, who are concerned about what's going on for their children's sake or their parents' sake or their own sake. And Lord, we, we, we want to be wise. We want to hear what's happening and be wise. But Lord, we also want to walk in your peace. That your hand is with us and that you won't depart from us. Father, as we bring this time to a close today, I pray that our church would be strong, would be filled with peace. Father, and we do pray you'd protect every person and bring healing wherever it's needed. But Father, as we walk through this, we know that it can be well with our soul. Let's worship the Lord together as they sing this song.